Shinoda Vice! Welcome back to the Hoop Genius Podcast, brought to you by NBA 2K24, the best podcast in the world, brought to you by the best game in the world. It feels so good to be back. We had a little a little break for All-Star Weekend, just like the players do. Unfortunately, I wasn't in Miami or Mexico like the players were. Um, I was traveling a little bit, but I'm back, joined by my guys, Parking Lot Perry, Mr. Scott Perry, and the one and only Mr. BJ Armstrong. How you been, fellas? Doing great, Mo. How you been? Hey, I'm living, man. I'm living. I'm living. Hey, yeah, you, you fresh living. All star. Fresh off All-Star. I followed you online at All-Star. Look like you oh. had a great time. Oh, you see in the IG. I had, I had a good time. I, had, I need to add you to the close friends. Oh, I can confirm. He had a great time. <laughs> good time. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I was brought, I was brought back to reality when I landed in England. I went to the League Cup final, which is like soccer, football. Uh, it's like the in-season tournament. Uh, where my team, Chelsea, were in the final and we lost with like two minutes left in the game. Um, so back to reality, the misery and the rain and the cold. But we've got another episode to share with the people, which I'm quite excited for. And I'm also super excited to let everyone know, if they don't know already, that season five is live on NBA 2K24 and Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns are bringing the heat. And so talking about Devin Booker, who's the face of season five and, the, you know, the face of NBA 2K in previous years as well. You got me thinking, fellas, who's the best shooting guard in the NBA right now, this season? And I want you to give me your top fives. Scott, I'm going to throw you in the deep end. You're going to go first. <laughs> I'm gonna give you my top five. I don't have them in any particular order, but I'm gonna start. Oh, oh, oh. so I didn't know you were making a run for for politicians. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, well, I'm, I, look, I can take this guy first, but I'm gonna go with Kawhi Leonard, number one. I'm gonna go with Anthony Edwards, two, uh, Devin Booker, three, um, Donovan Mitchell, four, and Jalen Brown, five. Those are my five guys. It's interesting because Kawhi could be a two, a three, or a four, depending on what yes. kind of lineup they're playing. And, you know, players are so flexible right now with their positions. BJ, hit me with your top five. Well, I got to give some parameters of, of my five, right? Okay. It, 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 availability is important. Yes. It's, it's important. So now if we talk about who I think is the top five, it's different who is the top five. I'm just going to who, who's available. One. Not in no particular order. I'm like Scott. I'm running for office as well. <laughs> yeah. Luca. Luca Doncic. Okay. Okay. Shea Alexander. <laughs> Anthony Edwards. Devin Booker. Jason Tate. Those but we're my- talking about shooting guards, BJ. <laughs> I'm talking. We're talking about shooting guards. <laughs> Wait a minute. I saw Lucas score 72 game, 72 points in the yeah. game. I don't know what how y'all want to define a shooting guard. The man scored 72 points in the game. If that's not shooting, yeah. I don't know what well, shooting on, is. on the team, on the team lineup when they announce it before Wait the game, the player who's on, in Mo, the shooting guard Mo, spot. Hold on, Mo. Hold on. I'm old. Y'all call me the OG. So hold on. So yesterday y'all told me that the game was. You know what, what? What they call it? What they call these players, Scott? Interchangeable positions. Positions. Oh yeah, no, exactly. So wait a minute. Now, which one? Is, okay, okay, okay. Basketball. So okay. which one is it? Shea Alexander is not a. Uh, he's not a a point guard for sure. Okay. I, yeah. Okay, BJ. He's, so so he, if we if he, we gonna go he's with not that, a, though. yeah. 
If you're going to go with that, though, you, you seen Lucas score 70 on jump shots, so he's a shooting guard. So let me put Joel Embiid in this list, then, if we're going with your logic. Because hey, I've seen I'm him score go, I've seen Kalani Towns score 60 on jump shots. So we can I'm call them shooting guards, too. I'm going, you ask me my opinion, and then when my opinion don't align up with your opinion, then y'all get back. You ask my opinion. I'm, not, I'm a man. I'm, I'm asking, yeah, to, you, you know, you because when I, when I go after this show and make the graphic and put on Instagram, BJ Armstrong's top five shooting guards, they're going to kill you in the comments. So I need you to clarify. Kill me in the comment is still my opinion. You so, forgot. So you I'm old. For them what your criteria it, is? It, it, my <laughs> criteria is the same criteria when Dr. Naismith created the game. Put that ball in the basket, and whoever puts the ball in the basket more than the other, they're gonna win the game. Luca puts <laughs> the ball in the basket. Now, has the rule changed since 1946? No. Hey, Luca but, puts it in the I, basket. Shea puts it in the basket. Booker puts it in the basket. Anthony Edwards puts it in the basket. Jason Tatum puts it in the basket. Now, if you want to clarify by position, let's clarify. Now, in saying all of that, I also want to say this. The most impactful player at that positionless position, or whatever y'all want to call it, is Kawhi Leonard. Because if he is available... <laughs> he is the most impactful yeah. out of all of them. So you know what? Now I, I go, I'm gonna put him number one. Now if you said who is the number one is Kawhi Leonard, but he's not. He, he's got to be available. He's got to be available, and he's, he's only available played this 6% year. He's, he's been available this year, though. He's, he's played the majority of his minutes. At if forward. Kawhi Leonard is healthy in the playoffs, I don't see anybody beating him. So, I'm so BJ, can, about, you, can you tell me why Luca's not a point guard because he's averaging ten assists a game? The game is different now. The way they play the game, y'all always keep saying. Yeah. I'm just going on what y'all say. Y'all told me is to it, watch the game. <laughs> y'all play five out <laughs> offense. I watch. I watch the team shoot ninety threes. <laughs> In the All Star game, so I don't put on my different lens. I don't want to be the old guy in the line said back when I played. So then yeah. I start watching the game from your lens, and now y'all criticizing me for watching yeah. it from your lens. This is what you want. This is, I'm like Jadakiss now. This is what y'all want, right? This is what you want, right? Shout out to Jada. This is what you want, right? So now I'm gonna give you what you want. I want to get up shots. Well, them yeah. guys right there are gonna get the ball in the basket. It now, what else you want from me, Mo? <laughs> what else y'all want, man? Y'all want this, y'all want that. We woke him up, boys. This is, yeah, yeah, you this, know what I'm saying? This has gone better than I could have ever imagined. Honestly, I treated Luca and um, Shea Gildress well, as what I would call points guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're playing the point. Okay, okay. And if y'all want to say that, I say that too. And and if we if we were doing top five point guards, I would have had those two names in there. Look, we you know again today's game is hard. The the lines are blurred with these positions so much. They're they're not as classic. So so let me ask you this. this. No, no, no. Hold on. Let me let me ask Scott. Let me ask Scott one question. Scott, you and I were. Point guards before we even knew what that was. All right. <laughs> okay. We call him parking lot Perry. And that's one thing I knew I could do is score the basketball. However, right. mm-hmm. what two guard would want to play with them guys? Luca. You don't want to play with him. Let's just be honest. Because <laughs> he's not passing the ball. 
<laughs> okay, so so BJ, let me ask you this then. If Luca and Shea are in your top five shooting guards, who's your top five point guards right now? Okay, how we want to define? No, no, it's, it's, it's your world. It's your world. Okay, this is where you define a shooting guard. It's, it's, the, okay. it's up to you okay. now because they can't okay, be above great. this. All right, perfect. Okay, John Morant, no particular order. John okay. Morant. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. John Morant would be on my list. Why is he on my list? Because when I look at a point guard, you got to be able to do something that the other players can't do. You got to be able to organize the game. De'Aaron Fox, you can organize the game. Okay, those are two. Um, who else? Are, you know who else is? You know who else is is on my list? Brunson. And he really wasn't. No, no. Br- Brunson is. Brunson's a score. So he's a shooting guard on on your shooting guard. Brunson is a score. It, 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 you have to be if you're gonna be if you're gonna be a point guard, you have to have the uncanny ability to organize a game. Okay, okay. That means you have to be able to participate in a game without scoring. Okay. The 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 kid the, from the Celtics, um, he he is now he's on my top five list as a point guard now. Derek White. Uh, Derek White. Oh, no, Drew no, Holiday. Derek White. Drew Holiday. Oh, 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 Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. And I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Because I'm tired now of looking at players who just play on the offensive end. I'm with you there. Drew Holiday, when the game get, I'm going to say this about the Boston Celtics. When that game is going to get tough for them in the playoffs, he's going to be the leader of the team. Because Drew Holiday on the defensive end, he can guard any of them. He can guard any of them guards on that defensive end. Any of guard. I'm not saying he can stop them because just, you can't stop Steph Curry and them now. The way the game is played. However, Drew Holiday is on my list now. Okay, he's a lead guy who can or who can organize the game. Let me Two see more. who else is it. Let, let me see who else. Who else? Who else is even out there that can organize a game right now? Because there's not many of them out there. You know what? Else? I'm gonna take that back. Jamal Murray is on my list. The fact that he can mm-hmm. play, the fact that he can play with a great player. Just lets me know that he has the capability to play with anybody, because he's not just playing with any player. He's playing with truly a great player, in my opinion, that could play in any of the eras the way he plays. So Jamal Murray is on my is is on my list. So that's four. And then let me give let me give somebody else that can really truly organize a game. And I would probably you know what. I'm just going to say this, but because I know he has the ability to change his game if need be, and I think will be a big thing for him would be Steph Curry. Curry, I was going to ask. I was wondering I'm so glad that you didn't leave him off the list. Yeah, I, yeah. No, 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 no. Exactly. But yeah. the Steph Curry, I'm going on what I'm watching. Steph right. Curry, we haven't asked Steph Curry to organize a game. That's not what he does. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Your generation, they want their cake and eat it too. No, you got to call it like you see it. <laughs> Like he hasn't, he doesn't organize a game. That's not what, but do I think he can? I I really do. I think he can do it. How do I think, why do I think he can do it? It's because I've seen him do it when minus players in and out of the lineup. I've seen him do it, but that's not what makes him Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's definitely you see, Okay, yeah. He's, but he's capable. He, he, has, so, he, has the, uh, he has the IQ to the do IQ it. to do it. That's what I'm saying. You got to, yeah, once you show me. Now, if I asked Steph Curry to do this night in and night out, he wouldn't be the Steph Curry that we're all celebrating today if I asked him to do that. 
But because he's allowed to play the way he plays now and the way we encourage him to play now, now we don't ask him to organize a game. So I think those will be five guys that I could take my show on the road because if you're going to be a lead guard, you got to be able to take your show on the road. You got to be able to organize a game. You got to be able to silence the crowd. You got to be able to know the difference between playing at home and playing on the road. You got to know how to control the tempo of the game. And most importantly, you got to learn how to be impactful into the game while not scoring the basketball. Because scoring the basketball, some people, that's what they do, right? That's what they do. But Jason Kidd, for instance, in our era, Magic Johnson in our era, Isaiah Thomas in our era, those dudes control the whole game and they didn't have to score. That's okay. the difference. Well, today, very rarely do you see that, except really, I'm, I'm thinking now that I'm really thinking about it, is Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday may be, my guy Marcus Smart should be able to do it, but he's turnover prone. He, he turns the ball over too much. But he can impact the game without scoring, though. You live with a turnover because he forces the other team turnovers on well, the other end. So I live with well, it. Whatever, I live with whatever. it. But, but so, so yeah. you know. Uh, so I'm come, sorry to go with this. Yeah, but y'all got me. Yeah, PJ's come with the army the... camo on today. He's come no, on smoke. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. So, I'm so the beauty it. of this, PJ, the beauty of it is, you know, in NBA 2K24, you can build your my player to play whichever way you want, whether you want to be a scoring guard, whether you want to control the floor. And you now have templates that you could build to copy your favorite player. So you could be Devin Booker, but we also have some new additions, some classic NBA stars, like a Nick Van Exel or a Dikembe Mutombo. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when I was thinking about making a Dikembe Mutombo build on NBA 2K, I was just thinking Dikembe Mutombo would be cool, but I just need a Wemby build because what this man is doing right now with the five by five games, the, the craziest collective amount of blocks and steals in limited minutes is unbelievable. So I've got another top five that I'm going to ask you guys. Top five defensive big men in the NBA today. And where, and, and you want the qualifier? It's everyone except for the guards. So I don't want to hear Drew Holiday, even though he does guard big sometimes, or Marcus Smart or Alex Caruso. We're talking about tall guys or big bodies. Scott. Yeah, well... In honor of Dikembe Mutombo, I'm going to narrow the list even more to guys who are centers in today's game. Thank you. Okay. So, okay. so that's going to take Giannis out of my list. Otherwise, okay. you know, I think he's one of the, the top defenders in the league. So no Giannis in this list because he's not a center. Okay, Rudy Gobert, three-time defensive player of the year. You know, the guy protects the rim a la Dikembe Mutombo. You know, there's, there's no arguing that. Anthony Davis, another guy who could not only rim protect, but he also, he's not bad in screen and roll. You know, he, he uses his length effectively. He can impact the game on the defensive end. Victor Wimbanyama mm -hmm. as a rookie. Now, what position is he? We don't know, but 7-5, I'm considering him a center today. But the way that man can change a game right now defensively in terms of blocking shots, altering shots, mm -hmm. and he also as well, you know, in guarding screen and roll, he's just going to get better and better at that. Uh, he's going to be he, he's gonna be a tough guy to attack in screen and roll because he can use his length and he's athletic enough uh, and, 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 and his feet are good enough that I think he's going to be able to, to be a good defender there. Bam Adebayo, fourth name, 
Miami, mm-hmm. he, he's the, you know, he is the, the heart of that defense on the interior. Again, he's another guy that can definitely, he's very switchable defensively, but protects the rim. He's physical. Uh, and the effort he brings, I mean, no, nobody plays any harder than that guy at, at the center position. He's probably, uh, and he not probably, he is uh, undersized in comparison to the group. And the fifth guy, I got to give a little love. He's been out a long time. You know, BJ talked about availability being important, but first 25 games of this year, what I know of him uh, historically and what he is going to bring when he comes back this year, you know who I'm going to say. Yes, sir. That's one Mitchell Robinson, New York Knicks. That guy, uh, defensively, uh, when guards drive the lane, they are looking for him. Cause And he's gotten much better at his ability to not foul as much as he did early in his career, but his ability to alter shots, control the glass. Uh, he communicates very well. You know, they have him a lot in drop coverage, but he's capable of definitely switching out on guys. I've watched him, you know, over my time in New York, block so many guards jump shots at the perimeter, you know, out on the perimeter. But uh, he has just some a special defensive abilities uh, and he's just wired to play on that end. So that's my group of five. Interesting. Interesting. BJ, how about you? Please just send us, because I don't want you to say Derek White has blocked this amount of shots, so he's considered a center now. Be going with your same logic, so so just send us for this one. No, that's not the same logic. This is just that's just how it is. You know what I mean? Like it's not logic. I don't change. Unlike you all, you change every week. I don't change. I just call it like I said. Right? If, if the guy is scoring seventy points in the game, how can he be a point guard? Like since when? Okay, now. We said who's the best players as today, correct? That's what we said, correct? Right now. Defensive, defensively yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Now, I, before I'm I give my five, I'm going to give you my two favorite. I'm going to give you my two. I have, I have two favorite players right now because I love potential. I love it. Mitchell Robertson and Scott mentioned. I think this kid has an opportunity someday to be a defensive player of the year. And... In order to become a defensive player of the year, you need reps. You you learn the system. You learn the way you play. You learn how the the players you play with, you have a team. I think this kid has an opportunity to be a defensive juggernaut. I really do. I think he has an opportunity to be that impactful on that end. As you got, all you guys all know, and our our listeners know, that Wimbenyama, he's an anomaly. He's an anomaly. I think when he puts on the physical weight and the strength that's necessary, he will be, I think he can be as an impactful as a Bill Russell in this league because of his ability, not only to defend at the rim, but on the perimeter as well. Right now, physically, his mind is there, but physically he just can't do it night in. And I just watched him play the other night versus Anthony Davis. There's just a certain level of physicality where you can still bump him off However, he still has the ability to alter shots and do those things. But I think that his potential of where he's playing to what he's doing right now is two different things. But I think he's going to be phenomenal for many years to come. But here's my five in no particular order. I think Anthony Davis is there. And when you say Matumbo, I think of one thing. I think of a guy who can anchor a defense, not a good defensive player by whatever these statistics they say someone who actually can anchor 
a defense to be your last line of defense. I'm not talking about a guy who is out there. He's switching out. I'm talking someone who's going to anchor the big boys. Okay. When you get, when you, when all these little guards come in, who's going to anchor that? Okay. Anthony Davis can do that. Brooke Lopez. He can do that. Rudy Gobert. He can do that. Clint Capella. He can do that. And finally, finally, the guy who's going to drive Mo crazy is Joel Embiid. <laughs> oh, you just said, Joel uh, uh, is, in the last uh, list uh, you did, uh, you uh, said uh, availability. And uh, now we talk about Embiid. Okay, okay. Last year, <laughs> he was available. Last year, he was available. We, we're this talking about year, right for now. the majority of the season, he's been available. He was available he except just, for when they had to play road games against good teams. Okay, okay. Again, <laughs> I'm going by the new standard of how we evaluate players. Joel Embiid this year. No, no, but, but you said you never change. So I, I, you I said don't change. availability. Availability. He's out right now with an injury. So he's not he's available. out right now. Look, okay. When he is available to play it's during not, the this season. Is this making sense? <laughs> yes. The guy is injured right now. He's injured right now. Yeah, he's injured right now. He's okay. injured. How long has he been out? What he's been out? What three weeks? Yeah, he's been out about three weeks. But okay. he was missing games was, throughout was, the season. Yeah, it was it was about two weeks okay. prior to the All Star game. About a okay. week ago. Mm -hmm. Joel Embiid is there. So when you say Matumbo, Matumbo was one of the greatest anchors. You played him. They just played what's called, well back then. They they mm -hmm. they they called it a funnel defense. You would funnel everything to him because he was the last line of defense for when you would play your defense. So that was a way that you that you would play. And then you see that resurface during the playoffs. As the game gets a little bit more physical, the scouting reports get more detailed. Guys take away, believe it or not, things that they don't take away during the regular season. And then suddenly if you have a guy back there that can rim protect, now you, you're now you're cooking in the kitchen as far as what you can do on the defensive end. Unlike what we're seeing some nights here in the NBA, where you know it's just you know it's just a funnel defense. You know what I mean? It's it's just you know we I call it highway basketball. Everybody's driving on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody. <driving. laughs> well, so that's what we. So those are my guys in honor okay. of, of Dikembe Mutombo and yeah. what he brought to the game. One of the great defense defensive players of all time, in my opinion. Yes. The way he played, the way he could run protect, but more importantly, mm. he provided stability on the back line for any defensive guard who would play. If you if you know that guy's behind you, it gave you all the confidence in the world. And and you know, Scott had one of those guys in Ben Wallace. And yes. when you have an there's a difference between when a guy who can block shots guy who was a good defender and a guy who can anchor a defense. Ben Wallace was oh, a, yeah, was a unique yeah, ben, player. Ben that was, could do he that. was unique, fantastic in the night. Nice, and Ben was only six, eight, six, nine. Yeah, exactly. The Kimbe and those guys, you know, the Kimbe yeah. was seven, two. I tell you the one thing about the Kimbe and I know we got to move on just, you know, kind of recalling his career, man. When I remember when he first started at Georgetown, and BJ, right. remember, when the game was a little fast for him at that time. And, you know, he he was charged with, you know, just blocking shots at that time. But, boy, as each year moved on, 
it started to slow down a little bit for him, and he started really being able to see that entire floor on that defensive end to BJ's point and become that anchor where he could verbalize things and help guards there you go. Uh, get through, you know, get through screens and see what was happening because he was on the back line. And then his timing uh, was impeccable going after shots. So for, as he went those four years through Georgetown, he got better and better each year and then got into the league. And after a couple of years in the league, he really, really figured it out. And, and again, like I mentioned about Mitchell Robinson with Dikembe, and BJ can attest to this because I know he played against him. When you went in that lane playing against you had to find team, him, yeah, oh, oh you, had, you were looking for him. <laughs> you were looking for him. So even if he didn't block it, he was impacting that player. Yeah, this is, this is what I want to say. Like, oftentimes stats don't show up, you know, because yes. players can deter opponents. You know, you see it with Wemby all the time now. People yeah. are going into that paint, and if he's there, they will just dribble the ball right back out. Or they'll take whoever he's guarding and sit them in the corner. That's what they used to do with Kawhi Leonard when he was really in his prime. They would sit whoever Kawhi's guarding in the corner so he couldn't be involved in any of the defensive actions. But just for reference, the leaders in blocks this season, in total blocks, because that obviously accounts for availability because it's total, not averages. Uh, so mm -hmm. Victor Wembanyama leads by a decent stretch. Brooke Lopez is second. Chet Holmgren is third. Walker Kessler of the Utah Jazz, very underrated as a rim protector, is fourth. And Anthony Davis is fifth. And uh, just a few behind is Rudy Gobert. So those are the best rim protectors in the NBA right now. Um, but the All-Star break is over. We're in the business end of the season. The trades are over. There might be a few buyout signings, right? But for the most part, the rosters are locked in. Who has, which player or team, has the most pressure on them to pick up their momentum and win a championship this season? Mo, I'm going to your backyard and I'm going straight to the Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum. <laughs> and here's why. The Celtics have been knocking on the door for the last three or four seasons. I think three of the last four years, they had made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. In 2022, they made it to the finals, ultimately losing to the Warriors. And I know Jason is young. He's going to be 26 in a few days. Uh, but you know, you keep when you're healthy like this. I think arguably they got the best starting five. They've been totally dominant at home, only losing three games thus far at home this season. They have distanced themselves. Uh, I think the closest team to them in the Eastern Conference is eight games behind Cleveland. Yeah, so Cle Cleveland. So they should have home court advantage throughout uh, in the Eastern Conference. While over in the West, they're going to be beating up one another because it, it's. To me, it's really treacherous over on that Western Conference in terms of who's going to come out of there. And you get only a few opportunities, as BJ knows. They've got to seize the moment here to get over that hurdle. And I heard him at the All-Star game, you know, when people are asking the question about who's going to become the face of the league. And, and, and really what they're talking about, who's going to be, become the American face of the league. Yes. Because the, the, the foreign-born uh, players have been the dominant players over the last five years in terms of being the MVP. But what American player is going to rise up with LeBron James coming toward the end of his career? And to me, Jason Tatum is going to, he wants to throw his name in that hat. And in order to do that, he's got the pressure of having to win the championship, I believe, this year. And it's not just external pressure. I believe he himself is is putting that pressure on, you know, that look, you can't keep going back to the well and not delivering. So I think the Celtics 
have a lot riding this year on becoming champions, and and that would be my pick. Okay, BJ. Well, Scott, because Mo and I, we 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 have conversations every day. Mm-hmm. And I know he's not picking the Boston Celtics. No. And he's not giving me the confidence mm. to pick the Boston Celtics. So I'm not going to put any pressure on the Boston Celtics. Because <laughs> Mo is going to tell me every reason why the Boston Celtics will not win. Well, Even when okay. we are at the NBA Finals, Mo is going to tell me why they're not going to win. So I'm not going yeah, to pick I'm, the Celtics. And I'm not going to put that pressure on the Celtics. Because <laughs> no one is a bigger fan. And no one knows the Celtics more than Mo. And I'm going to defer to Mo on that. So exactly. I, I will address Scott. Hey, I just want to be there to give Scott. Exactly. No, I'm going to defer Mr. Perry. Perry. I'm going to. I'm going to hey, defer. Hey, hey. I'm going to defer. So, so you tell, so you're telling me Mo is superstitious? No, so I'm, I'm telling you. I'm I telling you, Mo is an expert. He's a resident expert of the Boston Celtics, I, and I'm going to defer to him. I will that. tell you this. I will. I will. I will ask you. I will ask you this question. No, no, no. Tell us, tell us why the Celtics not going to win. I'm, I'm, I, he, we're talking about pressure. We don't talk about. We're talking about the pressure on them to win. Yeah. How old was Michael Jordan when he won his first championship? How old? Yep, yep. Twenty eight. How old was LeBron James when he won his first championship? He's about the same age too. And Giannis. So Giannis twenty seven. I mean, twenty eight. Two years already. It's two years. Yeah, but. Had they been knocking at the door like that, so, so, the fact that he's done more at the age of twenty five is putting no. It's okay. Just keep knocking the door because in three years, when you actually reach the peak of your powers, because we expect you. When was the last time you saw a twenty five year old be the best player on a championship team? But see, we talked about this earlier with the importance of Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's thirty three. And he's doing it on both ends. He's got to win with this group he has here now. He's not going to have Drew Holiday for five, six more years. Mm-hmm. Just left. Mm-hmm. He got Drew Holiday today and who's, who ha- could be a free agent at the end of this year. Could be. Could be. But I don't so, think that's, and, and, I don't and, think and that's Mo, the pressure Mo, on Jason Mo, Taylor. Mo. That's the pressure on the team. It's, it's the not team the pressure. It's not on... Jason well, Tatum I, himself. I'm just saying, I'm just, I think there is pressure on Jason Tatum if he wants to be one of the faces of the league, mm-hmm. like he said on okay, All-Star okay. Weekend. And so if that's what he wants, he's got to take it now. Okay, I agree. I, I agree. Yeah, that, and I think, I think it's worth bearing in mind, if he hadn't turned his ankle in game seven against Miami last season, they would have been the first oh. team to ever come back from three nothing down. And the season before, he was playing with a fractured wrist in the NBA Finals against the Golden State Warriors. So... So again, if we were playing horseshoes, I would consider that. But we're playing basketball again because close counts and whatever, you know, close counts in horseshoes. I'm, I'm just saying what happened. I'm just saying yeah, what happened. Okay. I'm just saying what I saw you know, happen. You know, okay. You know. no, no, because, because we say he's been knocking on the door and he's not been able to get it done. It's not his fault well, well, it's not, that he turned no, his ankle. It's, 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 the, so no, it's like, it's, oh, he was knocking on the door, but couldn't get it done. And no, another season. No, but what but I said, look. He, they, they went out and got help this summer. They brought in Porzingis and they brought in Drew Holiday. And then we've all said on this show, arguably they probably have the best starting five in the NBA. I believe they are like 29 and or 26 and three at home, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so 
They've been playing terrific basketball, and they're healthy. Knock on wood for the, all the Celtic faith. You see, I think assuming if they stay healthy, and you get to this point, you got to try to get over the over the hump and win this thing. Okay. And Jason Tatum is twenty, going to be twenty six, but he came in the league at what nineteen? Nineteen. So what year? Right. So what year is this for Jason Tatum? Six, seven, six, but. This is what I'm saying, though, is it's not like we've seen him knock on the door and then come up massively short, like we've seen James Harden, like we've seen Joel Embiid, like we've seen many other, Paul George. It's not like we've seen him collapse in the playoffs. He's a young player. He's growing. Oh, That's no, what I'm I, saying. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually putting this pressure on him out of respect okay. for him in this game to get over it. Not that he, I question him or his heart or his want to do it. Yeah, there's been some unfortunate injuries and all. No, I'm saying because he's this good and what he's accomplished to this point, you keep getting back to those conference finals and hopefully in this case back to the finals. Well, you better record, get one to win because okay. Okay. injuries can happen. A lot of things can happen. That's all. So this is more out of respect. Okay. Versus yeah, because I, 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 I don't believe in I that. hear some of your colleagues talking a little bit crazy about my, my Celtics and Jason Tatum. So I just have yeah. to, you know, who's talking crazy? I have great respect for Jaden, Jason Tatum and, 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 and would love to see him. I'm just a, deferring uh, to the resident expert here. <laughs> <laughs> to the expert. I don't follow the Celtics as close as both. Okay, you know okay, BJ, saying? BJ. I, I, PJ, you tell me. You tell me. No, you tell me, Mo. You follow him. I'm no, 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 no. to my expert. I'm just referring to you on this. Oh, we've got, we got more time to talk about the Celtics. We've got to wrap up this show here. Which team for you or which player for you has the most pressure to win a championship? Well, I want to say the Celtics, but I can't say it because <laughs> I'm, de I'm deferring to you. I want to say the Celtics, but okay, I yeah. can't say that because Mo said they're not going to win a championship, and he tells me every day why they won't win a championship. He tells us on the show why they won't win. He tells us they shoot too many threes. He tells yeah. us all of these things. So I can't say the Celtics, even though that's what my eyes say, just like Scott said. Okay. Exactly. So I can't say that. So I got to go. I got to respect Mo. Just like I got to, like Scott respects Jason Tatum, I got to respect Mo. Okay. okay. Exactly. <laughs> now, okay. if Mo tells me otherwise, then I'll say what I really think, but I can't I can't go against my guy Mo. Well, what do you Mo really think? What do you really think? Well, I can't say it because you my say, expert. Say, you go ahead. I can, I can, you, you, me. Go ahead. you gotta tell me. You go I can't ahead. say that, Scott, out of respect. Because you know what I'm yeah, saying? I respect Mo. You know okay. what I'm saying? So you telling me I disrespected Mo. That's well, I'm just saying, <laughs> Mo and I talk every day. You know what I'm saying, exactly. Scott? So, you know, you talk to somebody every day. You say, man, maybe yeah. this guy knows something I don't know. He follows the <laughs> Celtics. <laughs> the man just came from Boston. He stopped back on the Boston on his way back home. Oh, did you go see a practice, Mo? No, I'm exactly. just minding my business, Scott. I'm just minding my business. I'm not saying nothing. I'm just minding my business. Should I tell you the team I think? Yeah, yeah. Tell right. us the team. I think it's the Phoenix Suns. They traded away basically everything to build this super team with three superstars. Okay. And we talk about Drew Holiday's old. Kevin Durant's pretty old. You traded away the farm for Bradley Beal, who's hardly been here. And then once those two guys get older, you've only got Devin Booker. You traded away all your picks. So then how's the future of your franchise looking? You know, you look at the Celtics. Jason Tatum's still only 25. They've still got control of their next five first-round picks. X, Y, Z. The Phoenix Suns is the team I'm looking at. You've got new ownership. Who went in and spent all this money on the luxury tax? You know, you, you cut your TV deal now. You're giving away your games for free. You're gonna make some of that money back with some championship merch. 
Okay. All right. Well, oh, I mean, yeah. as a team, um, I see where you're going with that. The organization. As a, exactly. With yeah. the, the Phoenix Suns, because of what the, uh, the offseason moves that they made. And so they went all in. But, um, but I also think, similar to that, James Harden, because you've now forced yet another trade. Now you're finally in the place you want to be. You're back home in LA. You finally forced your way to the Clippers. You know, Rockets weren't competing enough. Brooklyn wasn't nice enough for you. Philly playing with the M- MVP is, it wasn't good enough for you. So now you're on the Clippers mm-hmm. and you're steamrolling the regular season too. They've been pretty nice. Yeah, Let's see yeah. if you don't collapse in the second uh, round again. Uh, no, you know, I, I I thought of James Harden, but he, to me, he's not the man on that team. That's why I went to, they, the okay. man is Kawhi Leonard. The man is Kawhi Leonard. So, um, so I don't know that the pressure is the same for James Harden. I mean, he, 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 he's going to hear the noise that he needs to play better and play well in playoffs, in the playoffs, which he hasn't done consistently over his career. He's made it there a lot of times, but his, you know, performances have been uneven. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got, boy, he, he, he's got Kawhi Leonard leading that charge there. Must you know, be you nice. probably could say the same thing for Paul George. You could say the same yep, thing for yep. George. It's taking all the pressure. I think Paul. I think Paul George and 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 um and James Harden both are kind of in the same boat that way. They got to produce. They better be praying, praying they for Kawhi's health. Here, but, but, I mean, but, they, but they still got a guy that need be. You know, when when need be, can take over. On his day, he can be the best player in the world in the playoffs. Yes. But uh, yes. speaking of pressure, you know, just to wrap up and celebrate season five of NBA 2K24, uh, you can now play in the My Team Coliseum venue, a massive 60,000-seater arena accompanied um, that's earned by completing various agendas across the mode to show that you are a true master of My Team. Season five will also include a level 25 pink diamond pistol Pete Maravich and a level 30 diamond coach Eric Spolster coaching card along with a level one free agent Kevin Durant and level 40 James Harden the first level 40 Galaxy Opal of 2k24 BJ and Scott I know that probably didn't make a lot of sense for you but you guys listening if you play NBA 2k24 you got to get involved if you don't play you got to hit the link in the description to get your copy and help support the show as we keep bringing you episodes Scott and BJ thank you for joining us um, well, yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. Uh, I didn't even get a chance to really give my team, so I was, I was really upset. Go ahead, then. About this. Well, I can't you because... take off your headphones. So go ahead. Well, I, well, I can't because you know, Mo. I'm, refuses... I'm meeting my mic. You go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Mo. I love it. Let's go Celtics. Let's go Celtics. Let's go Celtics. <laughs> Mo won't say it. Mo won't exactly. say it. <laughs> Here's here's what I will say. Okay, what will you say? For my little trip, I can give you this information. The fact that we got Mo to turn off his mic, that is, (laughs) you know what? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, that's a win for us. That's a win. That's a win. Somebody got Mo to turn his mic off. That's unbelievable. (laughs) BJ, I say to you every day, you know the vibes. (laughs) The vibes in Boston this season are the strongest they've been Oh, with Jason okay. Taylor. Okay, Mo. Okay. Well, Mo, there we that's go. what I'm going to say. That's as, the, as, as the vibe connoisseur. Oh, exactly. Okay. So, so Mo, vibe, what do you see? If the vibes are there, the pressure's there. The expectations are there. Now, Scott, oh, like, when, the, oh! when the vibes are there, there's no pressure. <laughs> Scott, listen, let me tell you. Let me tell you this. When the vibes are there, you ever be out in a club, there's vibes going on. There's no pressure. There's no pressure to win the championship that night. 
Just bring some vibe in. Have a good time. <laughs> now, when there's no vibes going on, it's 4 a.m., the lights are coming okay. on in the club, walking out the front. That's pressure. Okay, there's no vibes. That's pressure. Appreciate you, fellas. Make sure you guys subscribe, right, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast from. Hold on, let me cut my lights off, bro. I'm cutting my lights off. I cut my lights off. I feel the pressure, Scott. Exactly, Ben, exactly. <laughs> Make sure you shoot it again. We're here Monday to Friday every day, and we'll be here every day in the playoffs as well. So subscribe to the Hoop Genius Podcast. And until next time, get buckets.